And then we went to like a bird park. We went to the Kuala Lumpur bird park, which is like. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you know this about me, Abby, but. Do you like birds, Kelsey? I love birds. Welcome to Fairy Tale Fix. <laughs> I'm Kelsey. And I'm Abby. And this is the show where, ostensibly twice a month, we read classic fairy tales to each other and then <laughs> fix them for a modern audience. Kelsey and I have not recorded in about a month. So, yeah, it's been over a month. It has been. It has it, been over a month. It feels new. I've mm-hmm. been really nervous all day about this. <laughs> We have completely lost track of what we're even supposed to do for this thing. <laughs> it's true. I read, and when I said we were going to do Mermaid, mm-hmm. so I got really, really nervous and read literally like a million fairy or fairy tales with mermaids in them, and just couldn't pick one. And have been freaking out about it. So it's great. Everything's great. Everything's great. I'm feeling kind of in a. I'm feeling in a sort of similar way. Like at first, I was really nervous because I didn't even know what book. I was going to use, but then I remember that I actually do have a book called book, like a book of mermaids and it's not even the Ruth Manning Sanders one. Nice. So that means you have one more mermaid book than I'd have. I have one more mermaid book than you do. And, (laughs) uh, and it's full of a lot of interesting stuff, but it took me a while to pick a couple that I thought were actually good for the podcast. Yeah. Like it's got snippets of ancient poetry in it relating to oh. mermaids. Like there's like it's got a chunk of the Odyssey. Oh, is in it? Cool. Um, the the chunk of the Odyssey where Odysseus, um, you know, makes his men tie him to the mast and then yeah. pluck his own ears with wax so that he can listen to the siren song without dying. Hell yeah! Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is so cool. Yeah, I don't know. Are you going to tell that story stuff today? To talk about. I'm, I'm, it's really short and it's all in verse. <laughs> I um, wouldn't be mad about it, honestly. No? Okay. I mean, I well, remember I'm, it. I wouldn't make predictions, but it was very fun. It is really, it's a really fun section. Maybe I'll read a chunk of it or I'll do it on the bonus episode or something. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very short. If we end up having a little time today, then maybe I'll, maybe I'll read a little bit of that because it, okay, it is very good. interesting. Uh, yeah, like, I remember really liking that part. I definitely have read the Odyssey, but it was back in high school. Mm-hmm. So 15-ish years ago. That's so great that they actually had you read the Odyssey. I feel like they didn't have us read any um, epic poetry. Yeah, I took uh, Humanities. So it wasn't like English. It was Humanities. And they had gotcha. us read the Odyssey. It was fun. It was really nice. good. I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, because I also took humanities, but I think you and I had different teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely uh, did. I read I read a lot of like sh- the sh- like Shakespeare's tragedies in my humanities class because that's what our teacher was super into. Yeah. But- I read a little bit of Shakespeare. I read Romeo and Juliet at least three different times in different classes. Oh, sure. Because I started at a different high school. 
Mm-hmm. We both did. <laughs> we both did. No, I have also read Romeo and Juliet like four times. Like they made yeah. us read it. They made it. I, which also I just think I think that's the funniest play to have teenagers read because <laughs> it's about <laughs> overdramatic teenagers who think they're in love, <laughs> even though like it's like okay, a of all, you're not in love. You're just horny. Like mm-hmm. you are out of your mind, horny. That's still valid, but get it? <laughs> still valid, but get don't right. don't die. Don't die over it. <laughs> don't die over it. Yeah, what a weird story to have high schoolers read. Yeah. And yeah, like three times. I f- and I fucking hated it every single time. <laughs> I hated that story when I was a kid. Mhm. Yeah, same. I think I've got I think I've found more of an appreciation for it as an adult. Yeah. But I'm not me. I feel like I hate it just as much. I, <laughs> that's fair. I think because I was that dramatic teenager, I probably would have died for a boy. So uh-huh. <laughs> we're lucky I didn't. <laughs> we're very lucky. But that's exactly why it's such a weird story to have teenagers read. <laughs> Give them ideas. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like I just didn't understand that story when I was a teenager. I was a late bloomer. In terms of my overall interest in like <laughs> sex and dating. So I read that story and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> There's no possible way that this boy is that cute. I don't really remember why I hated it. I think just because I had to read it more than once. And I was like, oh my gosh, again. Well, you know what I really loved in high school was 1984. Yeah, like, that's a that great book. Paranoia shit. That, that got me. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a romantic person, I guess. I just was rolling my eyes the entire time. And then when they're talking about uh, 1984 and Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. 451, 413. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's 451. Um, Michael B. Jordan was in a movie of that. And what? that's. I have not. I've. I, I have never read Fahrenheit 451, but I watched the movie starring Michael B. Jordan on a plane once. Like recently, or was it? Yeah, within the last five years or so. Oh my gosh, I have never seen it. I've never seen it as a movie. I need to watch it. I. I. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but that's because I enjoy looking at Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> like I said, I get Romeo and Juliet now. <laughs> i get it i just didn't like it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think you, you were fo- you were focusing on appropriate things i think fahrenheit 451 and uh n- 1984 like they're they're teaching they're teaching teenagers the correct lessons about being suspicious of totalitarian regimes you know to be really honest when i was in high school i had a very i had a relationship that was trigger warning for suicide really abusive and based on like someone threatening to kill themselves if I wasn't like with them. Mm-hmm. So maybe I hated yeah. it because it was just giving me, uh, I don't know, maybe it's triggering me a little bit. Yeah. Hitting really making close me, to home. Making me realize how dumb I was being and how dumb they were being <laughs> based on how dumb characters were being. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I was just living in my own Romeo and Juliet situations. So mm-hmm. And didn't care to have it being pointed out to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Shakespeare is wagging his finger at you from like the 15 whatevers. Going all, like dumb kids. 
Precisely. This is probably it. That's fair. <laughs> so anything else was just more exciting. Like, oh, I could totally imagine the government watching everything that we do and recording everything that we say because it is and it does. Yes. <laughs> And robots are taking over. Have you tried the AI uh, chat bot thing yet? A, a couple of different times. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would write your papers. I'm so gl- like, I'm glad we didn't have that when I was a kid because like as a teenager in high school or whatever, because I probably would have used it. But like, oh, good. Write a one page paper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the, this is, so this is so funny because we were actually talking about this when I was recording one of my other shows and uh, Logan, who is one of my co-stars on those, on that show and who we're hoping to have on fairy tale fix sometime this summer is a teacher Uh and he was talking about uh, chat GPT and how like, even, even though, you know, it is because it's so well written. But he can tell <laughs> when his students are using chat GPT to write their papers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's pretty sure that no one's been able to slip one by him yet because like if you're if you're using chat GPT to write your paper, it's because you're not good at them and you don't like doing it. <laughs> Which Damn. means that the the difference in writing quality is so stark that it's pretty easy to tell. <laughs> that you didn't write this (laughs) god i love you logan (laughs) that's so good i want to hear all those stories (laughs) yeah i want to quiz them about like so how so how is it being a teacher in the horrifying age of ai technology (laughs) seriously why are we talking about this i want to know know about your trip Um, (laughs) weird tangent about robots fast forward about chat gpt (laughs) and it's and it's various uses in business That's why you come on this fairy tale podcast. We know. Tell everybody about oh, your yeah. trip. I haven't even um, heard about your trip yet. Abby okay. got back a couple weeks ago. We have not recorded since before she went on her trip to mm-hmm. Malaysia. So, did you find the princess? Did you climb the mountain? Were the were the lemons screaming? Um, <laughs> Tell me everything. Let's see. No. Yes. And no, for those for those questions, um, I did not find any princesses, but I did climb many stairs up mm-hmm. into a cliffside uh, Hindu temple. Incredible. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It, they were so good. It was very cool. Um, for those of you who do not follow me on Instagram and have not gotten the story yet, I'm going to repeat it. And Kelsey is just going to have to sit there and listen. I, I'm excited. This is the like real version too not just the instagram caption <laughs> yeah yeah the real the real version of the story um so i so my partner and i went to malaysia for a couple of weeks and we went to kuala lumpur and in kuala lumpur there's uh so like it's kind of it's an interesting sort of cultural hodgepodge of uh malay people chinese ethnic chinese people and ethnic indian people and they uh who yeah live there and so you have a interesting religious mix of mosques next to Hindu temples, next to Chinese Buddhist temples and all the sort of varying accoutrement <laughs> of, of those groups all over the place. Um, so one of the temples that we visited was it's called the Batu caves and it's on the outskirts of Kuala Lumpur. And it's, it's a, 
series of shrines that have been carved into a cave on these like really impressive looking cliffs. And there's this like giant golden statue outside on the front and 490 steps that you climb to get up to the shrine. Seemed to be worthy. (laughs) Yeah, it felt like it. Like it felt like a trial. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because it's also so hot there. I don't know why I wasn't like I I knew it was going to be hot, but Mm -hmm. I have also never been to an equatorial rainforest. (laughs) And so I didn't I was not prepared for it being that hot. Like every time we left humidity. Yeah, it's it was like 94 degrees every day plus 100% humidity. Jesus. (laughs) Like every time we stepped outside we began to sweat from literally every pore. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was interesting. Um, But the, the cave temple was really cool. It's still an active site of worship. So there were people um, like there are monks that actually attend the shrines in the caves and people who were actually going there for services and to pray Mm -hmm. And uh, they also let tourists, you know, wander in and flap about as long that's as, you know, you're quiet. Yeah, it's very generous. That's very fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, super fucking cool. So it felt it felt really cool, like really special to be there. Um, and it was so gorgeous because it, it really kind of feels like a natural cathedral. Like when you, mm-hmm. you know, you just walk, you just walk into a place and you're just, oh, yes, I definitely see how this feels divine. Yeah. In here, it was just so beautiful. Lots of interesting wildlife around as well. Like there were yeah, bats all like, over the caves. and Tell your monkey story. So many monkeys. <laughs> there were so many monkeys. There were about as many long-tailed macaques as there were pigeons. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there were signs everywhere telling you, don't like, don't harass the monkeys or be wary of the monkeys. They will bite you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they will. They're fucking wild animals. Okay, I just pulled up a picture because I wanted to get the vibe. And I love the monkeys and you got a baby. I know. Oh, my gosh. I got like – because they were all over the steps. So as you're climbing, the monkeys are also all like climbing on the steps with you. And so – monkeys giving you the side eye. Everybody oh, go to Abby's 100%. Instagram and look at the – pictures because they're so yeah you can good. go to at bonanza famine on instagram if you want to look at the pictures oh. but i got like a couple of different like mothers with babies um and just just monkeys monkeys everywhere they're so cute yeah they were really cute they were really they were really funny i also like made sure to absolutely keep my distance from them especially <laughs> after i saw and this is my favorite story i think it might be a highlight of the entire trip <laughs> was i watched a monkey steal a bottle of coke out of a man's hands <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> we were done admiring the cave temple so we were about to go back down the stairs and this this these two men were walking in front of us and were kind of talking and they weren't really paying attention to the fact that this one monkey was just watching was just tracking that coke bottle <laughs> and then the monkey like ran down the railing and, gra- and like used both of his little hands to <laughs> grab the coke bottle and the man is like trying to pull it away but but eventually gives up because, like, you know, these monkeys are crazy. <laughs> that is not the first Coke bottle that that monkey has stolen. Hell no. That monkey loves Coke. <laughs> <laughs> like all of us. <laughs> like all of us. Coke is delicious. <laughs> 
Um, so the monkey gets the bottle away from the guy and then proceeds to start banging it on the ground so that like Coke spills out and then was lapping it up off the ground. <laughs> While this guy is like, he is, mm. it was cartoonish. She is waving his fists in the air. <laughs> Uh, yelling at the monkey while his friend is dying laughing. <laughs> Amazing. His friend was dying laughing until eventually he just kind of slapped his friend on the shoulder and just essentially said, let it go. Uh-huh. <laughs> let it go. It's a monkey. And it's then the his friend, man. the guy who got the Coke bottle stolen, like he did kind of calm down. He started laughing and then he started like taking video of the monkey drinking his Coke. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. I bet where you you see we were at the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. He's probably just really thirsty and hot, and was like, I was really looking forward to that. Yep, <laughs> probably. <laughs> like, I understand why he was upset, but you uh, can't argue with monkeys. Nope. You shouldn't try. They win. They do. <laughs> so after that, we like kept a tighter hold on all of our stuff because um, we already had a tight enough hold on it but like we got extra paranoid like we had bought some snacks from a vendor we like steven swears that one of the monkeys like was making a beeline for the snacks um (laughs) at one point like steven was just kind of like it's our turn to get mugged (laughs) it's our turn yep (laughs) it's gonna it's gonna happen or i guess it didn't but it did not to us but it could uh, happen it could have happened so I think that that was definitely a huge highlight of the trips was both like how gorgeous those caves were and how gorgeous the shrines were um, combined with how fucking hilarious it was to watch a monkey steal <laughs> from someone else. <laughs> so good. I love it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, do you want me to go first? You were first this week, but it doesn't either way. Oh, um, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to go first. Okay. Hang on. So first of all, just because I know that like if you're anything like me, uh, which is a white uh, American (laughs) girl who grew up in the American public education system, you might not know where the Philippines are. (laughs) (laughs) I do know where the Philippines are, but that's thanks to my college anthropology class. Not anything Um, in public school or elementary. Absolutely. I also knew where the Philippines where the Philippines are already. But if there's one thing that like going to Malaysia taught me, Mm -hmm. um, because like you know you can look at the map of what you're flying over, yeah, on the plane. I'm like, oh, that's there like 15 Mm -hmm. times. (laughs) (laughs) Like like just in between Tokyo and Kuala Lumpur. I was like that's where Cambodia is. <laughs> so nice. You know, I learned so much. <laughs> I love it. For those of you who don't know where the Philippines are, which no judgment. Um, oh, if yeah, you no. don't, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if it wasn't taught in schools, like geography is just not. Yeah. Especially like to some people or to the school system. Not to the school system, and especially like most of the most of the history and geography of the global East is not uh-huh. really taught in American public schools. So yeah, it should be. It should be. So the Philippines are a island archipelago. Is archipelago. The rec- is that the right way to say it? I don't know, but you can look it up if you want to take your take a minute. I have all day. I have nothing else going on. 
I'm pretty sure it's Dr. Peckle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Someone can write write in if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm too lazy. To, I'm too lazy to Google it. Um, it is uh, a island archipelago in the Philippine Sea this, and the South China Sea. It's as the South China Sea might tell you, south of China, um, mm-hmm. directly south of Taiwan, and we flew over it to get to Malaysia. So. Oh, yeah. That's generally where it's located. Can I tell you what I know about the Philippines based on like being a very white woman sure. from America in the public school system? <laughs> here's knock, here's knock basically out. what I know. I do know a little about a little bit about their folklore, so I'm going to save that for my predictions though. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm probably wrong and I bet I'm even getting the place wrong. But that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, all I know about the Philippines is that their food is fucking amazing. I had a Filipino kid in my high school class, my high school Spanish class. Was it Spanish? I can't remember what class it was, but he was like, I don't understand why Americans eat the way they do when they could be eating Filipino Filipino food all the time. (laughs) And he is not wrong. Filipino food is (laughs) delicious. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Filipino food is delicious. That is also my context for Filipino, <laughs> for the, the Philippines in general. Yeah. Was and this I is delicious. And I think that's where the sugarcane is like originally. Is it? F- found, wasn't it? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. India, Southeast Asia, New Guinea. Right? That's like in the same region. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like super, uh, yeah, sugar industry of the Philippines. But uh, it was the ninth largest sugar producer in the world and the second largest sugar producer among the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. Hmm. I'm so, so impressed yeah. that you just like had that fact <laughs> locked and loaded. <laughs> yeah. Um, the two stories that I'm going to tell are sort of a, you know, a result of the Philo- of the people in the Philippines coming into contact with first the Spanish uh, mm-hmm. who occupied the Philippines in like the 1520s mm-hmm. until the 1890s. So wow. they were there for quite a long time. It's why it's why uh, so many people from the Philippines have Spanish last names or Spanish mm-hmm. first names or, you know. That's why I was wondering, like, was that kid in my class in my Spanish class? But I think it was. Yeah, he probably was. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, wouldn't he already be speaking Spanish? I don't know. They don't. Um, yeah. They don't really. It's not. It's not one of the most popular languages in in the Philippines. They speak Filipino. They yeah. speak uh, Tagalog, and uh, also a lot of people there speak English because after the Spanish stopped occupying the Philippines, <laughs> you wanna you wanna hazard a guess of who swooped in then? Oh man! Spoiler alert! It was us. <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing because it's not funny and it's de- it's like it's it's deeply wrong and the continue a continued crime that the united states perpetuates on lots of people all over the I, world I this is nervous though. laughter um <laughs> but uh so after the spanish uh were ousted from the philippines the u.s government declared military rule in the philippines uh in 1898 god that's not that long ago either nope sure wasn't anyway this naturally kind of leads to like there are a lot of local indigenous filipino stories that got blended up with uh fairy tales and folklores 
that the Spanish brought over mm-hmm. uh, and then also got bound up a lot with the different the different stories that Americans brought over with them as well. So it's just a big mishmash. Yeah. So according to my book, which is the Penguin Book of Mermaids, it's the Penguin Classics version, and it's just a collection of stories from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, this It says that in the Philippines, stories about the Serena have a colonial origin, that Serena are Spanish mermaids, mm-hmm. but they circulate in relation to stories about old time water spirits uh, called the Kata, Lita, and Magandara which are often the guardians of fresh of fresh water and the surrounding trees. So a lot of bamboo mm-hmm. in the case of uh, the particular being that we're going to be talking about in my story. Ooh. So something else that I picked up from this introduction is that in Filipino folklore tradition, that there's like the, the, the kind of water spirit or merman that they would be talking about is a lita, and it's generally just males. That the concept mm-hmm. of there being female mermaids or water spirits was something the Spanish brought with them. Okay. Dang, so. that's going to ruin my prediction. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, you're welcome. For, you're welcome for the clue. <laughs> Well, no, it, uh, well, yeah, I guess, I guess that does help me not make the prediction I was originally going to make. Yeah, so I'm actually being very generous. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate, so I appreciate the. It's not going to help, but you know. So my first story that I'm going to tell you is called "The Lita and Serena." The Lita and Serena. Okay. Oh, how long is this one? Do I get full three predictions? It's about a page and a half. I'm going to give you two, and okay. then you can have two for the next one as well. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you know, it's funny. I actually read a Spanish mermaid tale, but it was it was a, it was a like female mermaid. I read a lot. I read a lot of mermaid tales <laughs> recently. Yeah, trying did. to find one that I wanted to read. <laughs> okay, so my first prediction will be that Elita and Serena, because that's like that's two. That's so. I think it's going to be about a merman and a mermaid. Because the Lita okay. was the merman, and is that too easy of a guess? No, it's not too easy of a guess. So that means it's wrong. Okay, well, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> merman and mermaid. And now I'm going to go off. There, it's going to be a love triangle between a merman, a mermaid, and a human. Ooh, sexy. I want it to be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and my third prediction is that... Someone drowns in this story. Okay. Since you're doing more than one, I got to go crazy with my predictions. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, tell me. Okay. Long ago, the beautiful Serena lived with her mother by the sea. At the end of the day, she would sit on a rock to comb her long tresses while singing so sweetly. Mm -hmm. One day, Alita heard her voice and fell in love with this mortal maiden. Oh, she's mortal? Yeah, Serena's a given name. Sorry. I it's it is confusing because yeah. this because this, you know, the word I think the Spanish word for mermaid is Serena. Yeah. But it's S it's S-I-R-E-N-A. That's what I thought you were saying. Yeah, it's it's confusing. But they but in the story the girl is named Serena because it because it means mermaid. <laughs> I kind of love that though. Yeah. All right. I think it's pretty. Okay. There's there could still be a love triangle. <laughs> could be. 
The merman wasted no time expressing his feelings, serenading her under the shadows of the moonlight and leaving flowers and treasures at her doorstep. Oh, I love that they're like singing to each other. That's Yeah. Serena's mother grew fearful of the deity that sought her daughter's heart and forbade her from leaving the house. Oh, that just makes it hotter. I know, as we've discussed. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks went by and Serena grew increasingly bored and angry from being kept indoors. One morning when her mother was distracted preparing breakfast, she opened the window and noticed a bright object sparkling by the water's edge. Ooh. Ooh. Filled with curiosity, she crept outside and saw a diamond the size of a coconut dancing with the waves. God damn. Yeah. He's serious. He's real serious. <laughs> These are some serious courtship gifts. Mm-hmm. As her fingers scarcely touched the waters, a huge bubble enveloped her and transported her to the Litaw's palace in the bottom of the sea. Ooh, that's magical. Super magical. When she reached his abode, she gazed upward and saw the sun shimmering like a glorious diadem. A soft voice called her name, and turning her head, she saw a half-fish and half-human creature whose eyes were filled with love and kindness. Oh, I love it. I know, isn't it sweet? (laughs) (laughs) The fact that her mother disapproves is, like, so much better. (laughs) It makes it even more delicious. Mm -hmm. Such a good romance. (laughs) He showed her his kingdom, and by the end of the day, Serena was in love and agreed to live with him at the bottom of the sea. The Lita. Hmm? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Why wouldn't she be? Swayed by, you know, magic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literal magic. (laughs) Bubble transportation. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Diamonds the size of coconuts. (laughs) Yes, please. Yes, please. The Lita explained that she would have to drink a potion mixed with his blood to transform her into an immortal half-human and half-fish creature like himself. However, he withheld the dark secret of the price he had to pay for her immortality, which would turn him into a mortal after 100 years. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I was actually going to say, like, is the, I was wondering if it was like, you know, now she's immortal, but she doesn't have a soul. Quote, no, I was expecting mark. that too, but that's not <laughs> that's not what came up. It was that like in order to make her like him, mm-hmm. he's forfeiting his immortal life. Oh, that's really sweet. But they still got a hundred years together, which is better than nothing. Yeah, they would still get a hundred years together, but it's one of those things where she doesn't know she she can't know the full scope of what she's agreeing to. Yeah, because um, then so now it's she's still a mermaid, but she can't. Well, yeah. then again, after a hundred years, like your family's going to be gone anyway. Exactly, your husband's going to die in a hundred years. She probably would have taken it. Live on. <laughs> I'm um, sure there's more to story. <laughs> 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 oh man it kind of has like echoes of um sort of you know the end of lord of the rings you know where arwen becomes mortal but she's still mm-hmm. going to linger on for several centuries uh-huh like just it kind of sounds like it's that sort of like tragic lonely lonely oh romance. no like oh no <laughs> I get to be with my lover for a hundred years like I normally would have, or not even. Yeah, not Plus, even. Try I'm like immortal. try thirty. 
<laughs> I think that's a fair deal. And now you're a magical fish being in a yeah, exactly. I would, palace. I would, I would drink it too. But he didn't give her the opportunity to make a fully informed choice. Okay, that's fair. That's that's, that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's the dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> so dark. Such she's such secret. Anyway. Um, she agrees to take the potion, and so piercing his wrist with a silver knife, he prepared the elixir and gave it to Serena to drink. And within a few minutes, her transformation was complete. (laughs) After sunset, they went up to the surface and visited Serena's grieving mother, who almost fainted from the shock of her daughter's (laughs) new form. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha! I'm a mermaid now, now, mother! (laughs) Aren't you proud? (laughs) But seeing their great love for each other, she blessed their union and the sirens lived happily in their underwater paradise for 100 years. Oh, good. I know. It's sweet. And I I'm love that her mom. mom is like, oh, you kids really love each other. <laughs> you crazy kids. <laughs> you crazy kids. And it's it's done, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that could be a really cute allegory for like gay marriage. Where like your mom, like your your parents are like scared of it or whatever, and then they see you together oh, and they're yeah. like, you know what? I'm okay with you for what you are. L- like, aw, this really seems like it makes you happy and a more fulfilled human being. Yeah, or mer mer person being now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is sweet. I do, I do like that. <laughs> I love, I love our continued like sort of extended metaphor of like mermaids as a metaphor for queer people. I mean, it just yeah. <laughs> That's what the Little Mermaid's all about, kind of, isn't mm-hmm. it? It, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they lived together in their underwater paradise for one hundred years. Their union produced seven beautiful daughters who now live in the various waters of the area. Damn. On the eve of the hundredth year, the Litaw whispered in his wife's ear, "A hundred years with you is better than eternity without you." After disclosing his dark secret, he spent the rest of the evening consoling his distraught wife. Early the next day, the merman kissed Serena goodbye and swam near the entrance of their home where he turned into a rock. (laughs) (laughs) She gets a keepsake. (laughs) Yeah, she at least gets to look at that rock and be like, oh, there he is, my husband. Oh, why are mermaids so tragic and romantic? I love it. I know. It seems like that's every story. Like if it's not horrifying, like into the jaws of the merman. <laughs> yeah. Really or merman Rosmer with his long. Or merman Rosmer. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you yeah. were not a patron, you need to go. You need to become one and go listen to merman Rosmer because it's horrifying. It's horrifying. And there's no, there's nothing in between with mer, with mer people stories, apparently. I know. It's either hype girl. Okay. No, there's like three categories because there's hype girl mermaids, hype girl drunk, like oh, hype yeah. drunk girls in the bathroom mermaids, tragic romantic mermaids, and then like horrifying scary monster mermaids <laughs> <laughs> or a combination of that. And we've only seen one gr- drunk girl in the bathroom more uh mermaid stories so far no we've seen more than one um there was another one that we read pretty recently and it, and it made me think of the three mermaids oh it was actually it was the little mermaid it was like the sisters yeah yeah her sisters definitely have like drunk girl in the bathroom energy maybe yeah. they're the ones who start living off the coast of italy and start helping out wayward maidens oh, I, love I think that. that's a cute idea i love that idea oh i know yeah. 
okay, new headcanon. Their sister dies and they couldn't save her. And so they just decide um, we're moving to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving to Italy and we're going to help other girls that we can't because we couldn't help our sister. Oh, my goodness. Okay, stop it. Go on. Okay, I'm so almost done. Now her, her, the Lita is a rock. <laughs> He's a rock now. Serena, full of anguish at the loss of her husband, went up to the shore and transformed herself into a human. Hearing the sounds of a procession, she walked toward town and followed behind the carriage of the Virgin Mary, walking sorrowfully with tear-filled eyes fixed to the ground. People wondered who the mysterious lady was. After the procession, a curious few followed the lady with the fish-like odor as she walked toward the river. I actually, I forgot to mention this earlier, uh, in in Filipino folklore, uh, mer people just like have a fishy odor like that humans <laughs> that humans can smell. <laughs> uh, I think that's funny. It's it's one of the ways you can tell when uh, a mer person is walking among you. I like it. Yeah. That that makes sense. Mhm. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> or you're so a anyway, so that's but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they follow the lady with the fish-like odor as she walked toward the river. When she came to the water's edge, they surely thought she was going to drown herself. They watched in awe as the waters divided into two walls, giving her passage to her underwater palace. The Lita was soon forgotten by all except Serena, who was forever grateful for the gift of immortality her husband gave her long ago. The end. Oh, that was really sweet. I know. And sad, but really sweet. And I think I imagine that if he had given her the choice... She would have still chosen to be with him for a hundred years rather than not at all. I think so too. But but that is my fix for the story. Is yeah. that women and people in general should get should get the option of giving fully informed consent to things. <laughs> um, I do not believe that you should lie to your significant other to get them to go along with the thing that you want, even <laughs> if you're pretty sure that they would want it anyway. Be very sure. <laughs> Be explicitly sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's my fix. Oh, it's so sweet. I loved that. I don't have I any. Know. Well, yeah, I have your same fix. Yeah. I still like that. I don't know. He. It was like a sacrifice. It wasn't like he was keeping like a an evil secret. It was like. No. Yeah. It, it was something bad that was going to happen to him, not something yeah, yeah. bad that was going to happen to her. And they had seven beautiful daughters. I Aww. know. So at least she won't be alone alone. Yeah. You know, she'll have she'll have their children. Yeah. You know, theoretically, the other- if, if she was a good mom. <laughs> Maybe they don't talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she sounds lovely. Is perfect. That was very sweet. I think so. Um what were I don't think you got any points off of that one? I definitely did not. <laughs> no, zero points. Okay. Okay. What's your better luck with the second one? Yeah, I, I have time to redeem myself. Oh, and you only gave me two points, but I still made, or you only gave me two predictions, but I still made three predictions. By the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Need... <laughs> oh, neither I of us did. <laughs> I was just on a roll. Okay. okay. Two predictions this time. This next one is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's so funny anyway. It's called The American and the Serena of Amber Ryan. And Amber Ryan is a river. Okay. And this is Serena like the siren. It says the Serena. So the American and the 
Serena. So like S-I-R-E-N-E. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Calling it the Lita and the Serena was very tricky. Yeah. I, I realize in <laughs> retrospect that I should have told you that like Serena is in the given, like a given name. It's it's I the like, name of a, it's a proper name and not a. <laughs> I like that you didn't even notice. <laughs> I didn't even, like. didn't occur to me until after you were like, wait. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So the American and the Serena. Okay. I'm going to roll over one of my predictions. Okay, love it. I want someone to drown. (laughs) You said it was funny, so I feel like that's not funny, but I want a spooky, scary mermaid story. What can I say? And two, I'm going to guess you gave me a hint that it was funny. I I think it's funny. (laughs) I think you will also think it's funny. We have the same sense of humor. Yeah. (laughs) And it might be really dark. It's hard to tell, but I think the writer of the story intended it to be kind of funny. <laughs> Gosh, I love it. Okay, uh, my second prediction is that there's boning. <laughs> someone drowns. I should just say someone dies because what if she eats him? Boning and getting eaten by a mermaid. Can I change it to just someone dies and someone yeah, drowns? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You can. Someone dies and there's boning and I want and both of boning. those to happen in this story. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this story is about the siren living in the Ambarayan River. During the construction of the bridge, which occurred during the American occupation, the chief architectural engineer was an American who made his home near the river. The mermaid had never seen a man with light blonde hair, sky blue eyes, and skin that turned into gold from the sun's rays and became obsessed with the young man. Oh, goodness. That's fun. Gold is a very flattering term for the color white people turn in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he's got Mediterranean heritage and and he actually does tan. That is very flattering. Like that description, like I'm not into blondes. Mm-hmm. But he that, does sound, he sounds like a god. <laughs> yeah, he sounds, he sounds hella fine. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Who would you cast? Um. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris absolutely comes to mind. Uh, Chris Hemsworth comes to mind. Oh, that'd be, yeah, that'd be a good one. Just tall, tan, golden, like yeah. blue Blond. eyes. Mm-hmm. Blonde. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Aaron Eckhart came to mind. Did you ever? Did you watch um the core? <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing Eckhart thing I can think of. <laughs> oh, I know him as uh, from Thank You for Smoking. That guy, yeah, he's a good actor. He also played like Two Face in that one. Yes, in The movie. Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He I like him. He doesn't look like he has blue eyes, but he does have a chiseled chin. He's, he's a very chiselly chin. No, he does have blue eyes. They're okay. Just not like good pictures that are showcasing that. Gotcha. Okay. He's handsome. I could see he's it. Pretty handsome. I like it. I I like a I like a man with a chin butt. Okay, we've decided it's Aaron Eckhart. It's Aaron Eckhart. It's the, <laughs> he's playing the American in this story. Who? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so the mermaid is obsessed with Aaron Eckhart. Mm-hmm. And each night she would sit under the window of his bedside, singing and inviting him to meet her by the waters of the half-finished bridge. Mm-hmm. 
By the end of the week, the mermaid felt insulted and wondered why the object of her desires never came to the water's edge or even acknowledged her presence. That's so relatable. I know. <laughs> She's like, I'm right here. I'm right and here. Anybody else <laughs> will be all over this. Mm-hmm. She must be a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> She's a Leo. <laughs> The mermaid was unaware of the fact that the American was very sensitive to foul smells and the rotten fish-like odor permeating from the mermaid's skin made him sick to his stomach, causing him to pass out. Oh, no. They're just too different. They're just too different. (laughs) I also wonder if this is like a light dig at Americans for like having really bland, weak food. Probably. Oh my and just gosh. like not being able, like b- not being able to handle strong smells to the point where we just faint dead away. Dude, actually, um, <laughs> makes me think of like the one time Adam and I tried to use a uh, fish sauce in a recipe and we about died from how bad it smelled. <laughs> okay. This is definitely making fun of Americans for that. Yeah. Then. Yeah. 100% because fish sauce is good in everything, but the smell is like, mm hmm a lot (laughs) i know i know i know exactly i know exactly what you mean like i i like eating stuff with fish sauce in the final product but at Uh like a restaurant where i wasn't involved in like cooking it and now my whole kitchen doesn't smell like it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so anyway the smell of the smell of like a strong fishy smell will make this man just faint dead away (laughs) so he's not even awake when she's singing to him because her strong fishy odor is making him is knocking him out (laughs) oh my goodness one night determined to find the cause of his fainting spells he tied a bandana to cover his nose and fully loaded his rifle because he's an american (laughs) (laughs) oh no i don't like the way this is going i didn't want her to die That same evening, the mermaid was intent on making the American her husband, so she changed herself into a human and knocked on his door. Oh, I love her. I know. She's going and getting what she wants. Mm -hmm. She wants Aaron Eckhart. (laughs) (laughs) As we all do. As we all do. (laughs) The American, upon opening the door, was astonished at seeing a beautiful, scantily clad, voluptuous woman with jet black, floor length hair standing Ooh. at his doorway. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> the mermaid gazed at her paramour, who stood speechless at the magnificent sight before him. She leaned close to plant a kiss on his lips. And the American, who found no harm in accepting a kiss from this particular maiden, removed his bandana to meet her eager red lips. Oh, my. I know. Boning. Boning. In less than a second, he knew her to be the vile, repugnant creature whose odor rendered him unconscious. (laughs) Oh, no. The mermaid, seeing the panic in his eyes, grabbed his legs and tried to drag him toward the water's edge. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get used to it. It's fine. In the middle of their scuffle, he pulled the rifle trigger and the strange woman instantly vanished before the silver bullet could pierce her scaly body. Oh, thank goodness. That's rude. I know. She gets away. Like, just because she smells bad or different? 
I think otherwise he uh, would have been very happy to be mm-hmm. boning. <laughs> he, might, he might still have objected to being dragged into the river, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> the American, frightened by this experience, quit his position, took the first ship back to the United States, and never returned to the Philippines. The end. <laughs> Aw, lame. <laughs> Really, you're not going to try to make it work for a beautiful goddess, river goddess. He doesn't deserve her. He needs to get, he needs to go back to America where he belongs. And eat mayonnaise. (laughs) And eat all of the Midwestern hot dish that he can get his hands on. Oh, well, I'm glad she didn't die. I was worried for a second. I know. I was worried about her when I was reading it too. But I'm I'm glad she got away. I nope. still got zero points. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I got really close there, though. Like it was one of those things was about to happen. Mm-hmm. I I mean, honestly, I think that that might be a amusing fix for the story. Is if like she had successfully like, well, if she dragged him into the water, but like accidentally drowned him, <laughs> <laughs> I think would have been funny. <laughs> that sounds like a real. That sounds like real mermaid folklore. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, now it is my turn to tell you a tale. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay. And I swear, I feel like... So the story I chose today was from the Book of Mermaids. I did a lot of research, and I got really anxious about what story I was going to read. But I kept coming back to this book because there are so many good ones in it. And I feel like I might have read the story to you before, but you said it didn't sound familiar, and I didn't find it in our show notes. Great. I yeah, It really doesn't. That title does not ring a bell to me. Okay. Yeah. The title is Long John and the Mermaid. I, so if you, for some reason, start to recognize the story, tell me. But okay. otherwise, it must have been one that I read and decided to go. I think it might have been one I read along with Merman Rosmer and then decided to go with Merman Rosmer instead. Because you were feeling... I remember like the, the day you read the Merman Rosmer one, you were feeling mer people. Like you specifically right? wanted a mer, a mer person story. Okay, so we're going to try this one, but for some reason, I have a backup story just in case. Okay, so let's see. Long John and the Mermaid uh, is a Ruth Manning Sanders story, and it says it's from America. I could not find any other information about it. Okay. Uh, So that's all I have for you. I'm sorry, I don't have any backstory. Okay, I mean, that's (laughs) delightfully vague. Right, Um, it's so vague. Long John um, make, definitely is giving me like pirate vibes. So I'm mm-hmm. going to guess there is a pirate in this story. Okay. And next prediction? My next prediction is the mermaid needs help. I love that. Okay. And one more. And my third prediction is um, Long John gets shipwrecked. Okay. Long John gets shipwrecked. Okay. Those all feel like pretty classic uh, mermaid ocean story tropes. So. I love it. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a foolish little mermaid who lived near an island and she fell in love with a whale. Long with John. a whale? Was the whale's name. Long John is the whale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a cute Yeah, I've name never heard this story. <laughs> Okay, wow. I can't believe I haven't told you this yet because I definitely have read it. Long John is the whale. I am so excited to tell you this story. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mermaids oh in my love God. with a whale. 
Tell me, tell me. (laughs) The Little Mermaid's father said, My dear child, do be sensible. A whale is no fit husband for you. He's a whale. (laughs) And the little... Love is love. Okay, Abby. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. You know, I... (laughs) I stand corrected. (laughs) And the Little Mermaid's mother said, You ought to be ashamed of yourself making eyes at Long John. Where's your pride? Anyone can see he doesn't care two pence about you. And that was true. He did it. But there she was, always chasing after him between the island and the mainland and offering him kelp cakes and fish pies. She's she's got it bad. She's got it bad for this whale. Bad, bad, bad. Oh my god. This <laughs> it like every single mermaid story is about forbidden queer love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Unless it's about helping a poor human that's queer. So there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're allies. (laughs) Long John took the kelp cakes and fish pies, and when he had eaten them, he blew bubbles at her, gave a flick of his great tail, and with a wink of his little eye and a chuckle in his fat throat, whoosh, down he dived under the island and came up laughing on the far side. Tease. He's a fuck boy whale. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God, this fuck boy whale. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a ride on your back, Long John, cried the Little Mermaid, swimming around the island after him. But whoosh, down went Long John under the island again and came up laughing and blowing bubbles on the near side. So then the Little Mermaid made a green weed harness to bridle Long John. Oh, (laughs) okay. Of course, there's a picture of this, by the way. Oh, my God. But he wouldn't stop still to be bridled, so she bribed all the crabs and lobsters that lived in the island pools to sit on Long John's tails and hold him still. Uh But when the crabs and lobsters had crowded onto his tail, Long John set off through the sea at a tremendous pace, turning and twisting and threshing his tail about. The crabs and lobsters got giddy. They Uh fell off one after the other and had to walk all the way back to the island. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now they were very angry and told the Little Mermaid just what they thought of her. And that made her cry. Oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Then she made up doleful songs about Long John and how much she loved him. And she sang those songs night and day. And what with her singing and her howling, she made herself such a nuisance that all the other mermaids and crabs and the lobsters and the fishes and everything that lived in the sea kept out of her way. And she was very lonely. Forbidden love and teen angst. <laughs> now we're just waiting for the fucked upness. <laughs> oh my god. It's coming. No, please no. <laughs> she seems like a sweet girl. <laughs> so by and by, she got so that she didn't love Long John anymore. She Good. hated him. Yeah. But love him or hate him, it made no difference to Long John. He went yeah. on. Like most fuckboys. <laughs> because Long John sucks. <laughs> Blowing bubbles and chuckling whenever he met her. He's such a Boo. goddamn tease. <laughs> Why do I kind of love Long John though? <laughs> well, I mean, the blowing bubbles thing is like... He's an unbothered king. <laughs> he's really unbothered, yes. <laughs> there, is <only> one <laughs> there is only one person in the sea or on the land that Long John respected. Just one. Just the one. Can you guess who, who this might be? Oh, my God. Um, Long John only respects. Who would a whale respect? I'm trying to think. A bigger whale. A sea turtle. 
well, that would have been really good. Oh. Now, this is the great whale hunter. Oh. Oh, okay. And that great whale hunter's name is Ichabod Paddock, who lived on the coast opposite the island. Not Ishmael? (laughs) It should have been Ishmael, huh? (laughs) It says Ichabod. I don't know where this story originates, but Ishmael would have been way better. (laughs) This is whitewashed story, probably. Well, isn't that the name of the main character in Moby Dick? Oh, I don't know. I thought you were just doing like an indigenous name. Oh, no. I've never read Moby Dick. Neither have I, but I've I've heard it referenced enough. Captain A yeah, yeah, you're right. Ishmael Ahab. Captain okay, yeah. Ahab. Captain Ahab is the is the guy that's like obsessed with catching Moby no, Dick. No, his name should have been Queequeg. <laughs> Queequeg. <laughs> the indigenous person in the Oh with the Polynesian Queequeg. <laughs> I only know that on uh culture, pop culture references. I've never read Moby Dick. I I only I like it's kind of like Star Wars. Like I know the story, but mm-hmm. not all the details based on how popular. Anyway, yeah, like the stuff that's just kind of in the water mm-hmm. in general. That like that's the only reason I know that it's like Captain Ahab or or Ishmael or whatever. Nice. Yeah, I've never oh, read it. Yeah, Ichabod Paddock sounds Irish to me. It does. Paddock okay, but Scottish, the, I guess the point is, it's not. It's not Captain Ahab. <laughs> It's not. It was Ichabod Paddock, who had been the death of many a great whale, though he hadn't been the death of Long John yet. Long John Uh, had a shuddery feeling down his spine that one day he might be. Ooh. So when the foolish little mermaid began to hate Long John and wanted her revenge on him, she thought of Ichabod Paddock. Oh, no, girl, don't do it. (laughs) Just because he didn't want you doesn't mean he deserves to die. Uh, I don't know. One quiet evening, Ichabod was sitting on a rock by the sea, smoking his pipe and thinking his thoughts, when he heard a ripple ripple and saw a silvery sparkle on the calm water. And then he saw a gleaming head on a white arm, and there was the little mermaid hailing him. Oh my god. How do you do? said Ichabod. <laughs> All chill as hell, like Yeah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. just mermaid. Hey. The mermaid said Evening, Ichabod. Do you see what I'm holding in my hand? Looks like a rope of pearls, said Ichabod. It (laughs) is a rope of pearls, said the little mermaid. (laughs) You're so smart. (laughs) You're so smart and twirling my hair. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So smart and so handsome. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gift to the man who will kill Long John. And will that man be you, Ichabod? I don't care about pearls myself, said Ichabod. Then diamonds? Don't care much about diamonds either. Then a chest full of treasure? I'm not that greedy. Then my love? Now, don't be silly, said Ichabod. I'll own you're pretty. But what should I do with a wife that's got a tail? I talk to mermaids every day, so this is a totally normal conversation for me. (laughs) (laughs) What am I supposed to do with a wipe with a tail? I love that. That's funny. Ichabod sounds so sensible, or he's so serial killer, like intensely (laughs) bloodthirsty about whales that nothing else matters to him. He doesn't give a fuck. Whales are his special interest. (laughs) He's like, I was planning on doing it anyway, but what are you going to give me? (laughs) Yeah. I guess I could bump him up higher on my priority list. (laughs) 
So she's still trying to get him. She's trying to figure out what's going to like get his goat. What's going to like, what's going to make him, what's going to pique his interest. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nothing that I knows of, says Ichabod. Then I think you're horrid, said the little mermaid, and I'll haunt you day and night. (laughs) And she did. She used to climb up the rocks and sit under his bedroom window and howl doleful songs all night. And when he was at sea, she got under the boat and rocked it so hard that it nearly foundered. I respect this mermaid. (laughs) I feel like everyone's behaving badly in this story. (laughs) Yes. It's definitely one of those. Oh, my God. And she became such a nuisance that one day Ichabod said, Now, see here, my girl, I'm a peaceable man and I like my quiet. So you can take a message to Long John from me. Tell him that Ichabod Paddock will never draw a harpoon against him. If so be as he'll let you bridle him and ride you once round the Great Cape. The Great Cape was the promontory on which Ichabod Paddock lived. Okay. The little mermaid was delighted. She swam off to find Long John and give him Ichabod's message. She thought that once she got the bridle on him, she could do what she liked with him. She she is a silly, silly girl. I take it back. I don't respect her as much. (laughs) And Long John was delighted too. For now, he thought he would never get that shivery feeling down his spine again. So Long John let the Little Mermaid put her green weed bridle on him, and she climbed onto his head and sat there in triumph, with her green hair rippling and her silver scales all aglitter. The crabs and lobsters crowded round to watch. Long John gave them a wink, and off he went. Up and along the coast he swam, tame as any shrimp. Now and then he tacked, tending he was a frigate. (laughs) The Little Mermaid sang happy songs and told Long John to join in the chorus, but he wouldn't. He said he must save his breath for swimming and blowing bubbles. They were a rainbow bubbles he blew, of course. Naturally. The bubbles were floating around them in showers all along the surface of the waves. <laughs> and the Little Mermaid laughed and said, how pretty. <laughs> oh, my God. She's giddy as hell right now. Yeah. <laughs> how would you like to like be in love with someone and also really want to ride them? <laughs> Ride them. <laughs> yeah, like ride them like a horse. <laughs> like some kind of steed. You let her so, ride you one time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so there they were tacking around the Great Cape, and Ichabod Paddock was standing on a cliff to watch them. He could see the little mermaid's green hair waving like a flag in the breeze and her silver scales glittering and Long John's great mouth a grin and his little eyes winking. And the rainbow bubbles were floating up and breaking against Ichabod's knees. And then he saw Long John make a tack way out to the sea and turn and take a dive and swim underwater. And underwater, he came swimming straight toward the shore again. And when he was close in the shore, he came up and spouted. Up, up, up went the spout. And up, up, up. (laughs) Astride of it went the little mermaid. Oh, why were you sitting on the spout, girl? (laughs) (laughs) Wee! (laughs) She lost her grip of the green weed bridle. She went sailing over the land higher and higher and farther and farther from the sea. Over the cliff she sailed. (laughs) He fucking lost her slurred space. (laughs) 
Over the cliff she sailed and over the dunes and over the roofs of a little town. The people looked up and saw the whole sky above them, a glitter with a water spout. And on top of the spout, they saw what looked like a silver splinter. And then, (laughs) mind your heads, for the water spout was coming down again. Some of it fell in rain over the town, but the most of it sailed on and fell into a great lake. Splash! The little mermaid fell into the lake and down she went, down to the very bottom. Oh, no. And in that lake, the little mermaid had to stay, for you can't walk far on a tail. And no one came to carry her back over the land to the sea. Because she was kind of a bitch. (laughs) Nobody wanted her back, and that was the truth of it. (laughs) They left her to sing her doleful songs to the sun and the moon and the stars, who were too busy shining to bother about her. As to Long John, he gave a wink to Ichabod Paddock and swam back to the island. The crabs and the lobsters helped him off with the green weed bridle and tore it to pieces with their claws. Ichabod Paddock washed the broken bits off the bridle, washing out into the tide, and said, She thought to go whale riding, but she went sky riding instead. Oh, what a foolish little mermaid. But Long John couldn't help feeling just a bit grateful to her, because after all, he was safe forever now from Ichabod's harpoon. The end. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that fucked? That was so fucked up. <laughs> Everyone is such a piece of shit in that story. <laughs> I feel like so bad for her, but at the same time, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. Like, I mean, I don't feel bad for her. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like the punishment she got might have been a little harsher than the crime. <laughs> But at the same time, she was going to hire this man to kill the whale just because the whale didn't want to be her husband. I know. Like, get over it. (laughs) Maybe I think she belongs by herself (laughs) where she can't hurt other people. Oh, I think it's sad. It's like, truth is, no one wanted her back. No one wanted her back. Oh, wow. I don't know. Do you get... So there was no pirate. No shipwreck. No shipwreck, but does the mermaid need help? (laughs) I mean, she needs help, but I don't think she needs help the way I meant it. (laughs) Like, she needs to get a grip and she needs to go to therapy, but... (laughs) She needs needs her mermaid sisters to hype her up. Yeah, she does. Um, I thought that story was so funny. That's so funny. She, I mean, she needs help mermaid. now. She needs someone to come get her. <laughs> I don't think I got points though, because I was, right. I was thinking it was like a, a mermaid that would like, like the, that would give some guy named Long John a quest. I did not expect it was the mermaids <laughs> in love with some whale named Long John. I know, isn't that cute? I love the idea of a mermaid being in love with a whale, and he's just like blowing bubbles at her, like, <laughs> yeah, he's not interested. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. That was so funny. I think my I don't I don't have a real fix, but I am continually amused by the idea that maybe he launched her into space. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. That's too funny. Instead of falling in the lake, she becomes a star. Yeah. Glittering in the sky. She can just be shiny and pretty up there. (laughs) No one knows what really happened to her. Uh-huh. Oh, poor, poor. I don't know. She's not that poor. She was going to have him killed. That was a she was going to have story. him killed and or like keep him like, 
I don't know. It's essentially kind of keep him as a slave forever because she was going to put a bridle on him and like ride him around and not let him go. Girl, you need to calm down. Get a grip. <laughs> my my fix is that some other lake mermaids that she's not alone in the lake and there's other lake mermaids that I don't know, hyper up. <laughs> and then she yeah. goes, she doesn't need a man. <laughs> yeah. And like, or like not other mermaids. Maybe she like makes friends with the other creatures that live in the lake. And, and she has her like Simba moment, right? Where there it's you go. like, she, she learns, she learns about Hakuna Matata or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> Timon and Timon and Pumbaa are just two ba- like bass fish. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, like the freshwater equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> blue yeah. egg gills or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly um and she and she learns to like chill the fuck out i love it perfect and becomes a better person and doesn't need to move back to the sea because like she's she's found out she's she's become a better version of herself Ooh, and then she becomes the mermaid from the magic lake where she's like this scary mermaid that yes <laughs> oh i like that better instead of like becoming good with herself she just starts nope. stealing human men yes <laughs> and she has her underwater lake garden thing yep and that explains why she lives down there alone <laughs> oh love perfect. it perfect canon canon it's 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 now it's we're adding it to the ivan cinematic universe of like all (laughs) of these different like connected mermaid stories oh that's so good i love that that is the origin story for the mermaid from the magic lake which is Uh is like episode one or two of this it was episode two oh my gosh or something maybe no madam one i don't know it might have been one i think it was my i think it was episode one (laughs) oh my gosh wait i can like i have the show notes up right now Episode one. Yeah, Bluebeard and the Magic Lake. Man, we started off strong. We did. Two great <laughs> stories. <laughs> it's oh only my gone gosh. downhill from there. Did you hear? Okay, I only know this because Katrina from the Fairy Tellers, because um, I follow them on, or we follow them on Instagram, and mm-hmm. apparently she said that they are planning to do a Disney version of Bluebeard. That's all I know. She posted like a TikTok, and I couldn't watch it with sound because I think it was at work or something. Yeah. Um, huh. So we'll talk about that next episode, maybe if I find more information. But like, yeah, we should look up. We should look in because, like, I mean, how? Yeah, how would you do that? That's that's what Katrina was asking. She was like, "Is it going to be Blue Bluebirds the hero? Is it going to be less murdery? Is it going to be true to the tale?" Like, yeah, I mean, because I guess I mean, you know, they've done. There are a lot of pretty fucked up fairy tale. I mean, you know, it's kind of the entire origin story of why we wanted to do this podcast is there are a lot of <laughs> real fucked up stories out there that Disney has somehow made into adorable children's films. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about it. Like, is it going to be live action, a cartoon, 3D? Like, are I they going to make it more like Fitcher's Bird where... Yeah. It's actually a brave girl who goes and like rescues her sisters from a bad man. Oh, I bet that's it. I bet that makes because it's essentially the same story. It's just personally like I like it better because it's, you know. Yeah, Fitcher's Bird would be more like I could see that being remade a little bit better than just Bluebeard. But what if they made Bluebeard like the hero and that 
people don't like him because he's different and has a blue beard. I don't know. That would be the Disney take, I guess. And then like it's a woman who's afraid to marry him because she's he's got like a bad reputation. But then it turns out he's actually really it's like a Beauty and the Beast situation, I guess. I don't know. We're going to find <laughs> out. We're going to have to look into that. <laughs> we'll have to get more information. Anyway, yeah. that's all. I, that's the only way I know is <laughs> I saw it on Instagram for half a second on a story. So I have zero facts. Maybe they're not actually doing that at all. But I hope they are because that'd be fun. Me too. <laughs> I just want to see s- how they do it. I'm so curious. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to uh, do it for us today unless you have something else. No. Kelsey. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm thinking about, I'm just, I'm thinking about Bluebeard. I want to, I want to <laughs> Google stuff now, like as soon as we get <laughs> off this call. Um, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to Fairy Tale Fix uh, and also being patient with us while we sort of get caught back up after me leaving for, <laughs> you know, parts far, far away. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we just we really appreciate you and your patience. Uh, if you enjoy the show, which of course you do, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple or Stitcher. If you love the show and want to support us, you can get extra episodes, merch, books, other bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash for about what you'd pay for a latte a month. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fairytalefixpod, and you can email us anything you like, fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, etc. at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And so the Lita told Serena the entire truth so she could make a truly informed decision. And because she loved him, she made the same one that she made in the original story. And they had a beautiful 100 years and seven gorgeous children together. Mm, That's so sweet. Yeah. And the foolish little mermaid was the origin story for the evil mermaid in the magic lake where she just steals men and like keeps them as basically slaves underwater (laughs) into her underwater lake garden. (laughs) 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 And they all lived happily Happily ever ever after after the end. end.